0: You're listening to to the Spirit podcast Hi friends and welcome to the Spirit. I'm your host Beck, and today I have my favorite guest host, Jason. Let's go travel
1: through time back in time. Yes, because this is the time travel episode. I think it's fascinating, man. I've always been fascinated by time travel and the possibilities, but it seems a little scary because it's very dicey. You can mess things up. You might drop a pen. It could be the smallest detail. But other than that, I think it's uh, a very fascinating thing. Ever since I was a kid, I loved the idea of time travel.
0: Stephen Hawking, the renowned physicist said in a July 2012 interview that he had thrown a party for time travelers sending out invitations after the party occurred. Well, sadly, no one came.
1: (laughs) Shucks. If there was an actual time traveler and he had proof he held up like a machine, suddenly government agents would tackle him and he would disappear.
0: There is a time traveler named Noah. Have you heard of him? No claims he's a professional time traveler and he's stranded and he <laughs> <laughs> he got stranded in 2019 11 years away from the year he belongs and i guess he he's from 2030
1: okay he only has to wait a decade it's not that big of a deal
0: he's nervous and terrified that he's gonna bump into a past version of himself and cause mm. a paradox right <laughs> Noah's not his real name, of course, and he always insists on blurring out his face and distorting his voice to hide from assassins who could off him as punishment for revealing the quote-unquote truth. Now, last year, he even claimed to have passed a lie detector test, insisting that he's the real deal and not a sci-fi fanatic. His story had more than a touch of Back to the Future to it, and skeptics have suggested that the classic 1985 flick could have inspired his claims. Yeah, that's what inspired me. Noah says he was a high school student when he learned from government agents that time travel was more than just science fiction. Supposedly, he was recruited into a top secret program and he went on to forge a successful career as a full-time traveler based in 2030. Now he's become stranded in the wrong year. Now he says he does have family in these times. And they wouldn't know or recognize the future version of himself. And meeting them could spark a chain reaction, which could destroy time itself, is what he's saying. Do you believe it would destroy
1: time itself? I'm not exactly sure what would happen if you just walked up to yourself and said, hello. But if you touch yourself, is that a paradox in itself? Is that supposed to happen? Yeah, there are these rules that future time travelers are going to have to abide by. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't interact with myself at all, because like I was saying in the beginning, any little thing can set you off on a on a strange path, you know?
0: I, th- I think it would freak me out to even see myself, so I definitely wouldn't interact. But Noah, he reckons he can prove he's telling the truth, and he can do this with an x-ray, which he says shows a device in his hand, which helps him skip between time periods. He tells us it was implanted before he went back in time via surgical procedure. It was painless, and the device actually helps in transporting all the atoms within his body. He does supposedly have some pictures that are distorted. They all do. They're very distorted looking. So
1: in the future, they have 20K cameras, and it looks probably worse than a Polaroid.
0: That's what it's showing, basically. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like you took a Polaroid and crumpled it up right after you took the picture. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But he's saying... Artificial intelligence will be able to predict things with 100% accuracy. And in the year 6000, we will upload our brains to computers so we can live forever. It's going to take that long? (laughs) He's saying buildings were absolutely enormous. Cars were flying and there was strange colored grass, not green, but deep purple. Aliens, ordinary people, big animals and robots were walking together.
1: So everything. Everything that we picture the future is going to happen. Kind of like the guy who was fixing a pipe under his sink and there was like a wormhole and he climbed through it and hung out with his older self and and they both had the same tattoo. You know, they're they're, they're bald. There's a video of it. They're both bald. They look very similar for sure. And they have the same tattoo. But the problem is, you know, anybody who has a tattoo like i got one when i was 18 and it's like 70 percent faded so right the problem was both of their tattoos look perfect like they just got it done and then okay. he he climbed back out of the out, out from under the sink and uh and he was uh he's back here so now this
0: is another supposed time traveler or is this like a a script from a movie or what is this <laughs>
1: He well, he kind of went through a wormhole like type of thing under his sink and appeared forty years into the future and hung out with himself, so you know the universe didn't explode. maybe that's a good sign that you can yeah. hang out with yourself and it'd be all right it yeah.
0: makes you a little weary, like how does a wormhole just appear underneath your sink?
1: Yeah, you know all the crap that we throw down our our sink you know. <laughs> Maybe the right concoction (laughs) sparked a nucleus. uh,
0: Ripped a hole through the space-time continuum and uh, created a wormhole.
1: Yeah, that happens.
0: There's a lot of these people coming forward, interestingly enough. There's another time traveler woman stating that she's from allegedly 3780. And she shows off technology she used to get here. And she describes the artifact, which looks a bit like a big computer chip, as skin although it's not really clear from her ramblings what the tech is actually supposed to do. Uh, so there is a lot of crazies out there claiming to be time travelers.
1: Yeah, what about Andrew
0: Basiago?
1: He's the one who claimed to have seen Obama on Mars.
0: I have heard of him, yes.
1: Yeah, he said that as a kid in 1968, he was recruited to Project Pegasus, U.S. government time travel division. There was like 140 people. He went to 1 million B.C. and saw dinosaurs. But the problem is dinosaurs have been extinct for 65 million years, a little bit of a slip up. Uh, but apparently he went to 2045 to retrieve some microfilm for the government. He went to Mars. Uh, you know, Apparently we have a base on Mars and he met President Obama there. He claims that he performed so well that he was allowed a vacation trip to see Abraham Lincoln deliver the Gettysburg Address in 1863, November 19. There's an actual picture that you can look up. Uh, just look up Andrew Basiago. And it's a pitcher. You know, it looks like an old-timey pitcher. And there's a, this little kid in the middle of the pitcher. And there's n- not many people around him. So he stands out. And the kid in the pitcher has really big clothes, like man clothes. And the shoes look really big. And he claims that when he went back in time, he got clothes from some tailor or something to blend in. And they gave him a, a soldier's uniform. So it's all baggy and everything. But there is a picture and, you know, he claims that's him. Speaking
0: of pictures or photographs, let's go through some images of time travelers throughout history. I actually am going to post these right to our social media so you guys can look through them. Let me know if you think they're real or just an urban myth. The first picture we come across is a time-traveling hipster.
1: (laughs) This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. I just... I just love hearing time traveler hipster.
0: Now, this photo was snapped in 1941 at the reopening ceremony of the South Fork Bridge in British Columbia. And if you look carefully on the right hand side, you can see an unusually dressed man in what appears to be modern clothing. He's sporting sunglasses. And this is at a time when most were wearing hats and just smart jackets. Right. Um Many argue that this is a time traveler, while others have countered that he's simply a man with a fashion sense that is ahead of its time. Either way, it, it's a wildly popular photo, and it's a great one too to take a look at.
1: Yeah, an interesting little little detail is he has some kind of like sweater thing on, but underneath is a t-shirt.
0: Yes, and that like t-shirt a, yeah, it a has like an M. It. Yeah, it looks almost like a superhero t-shirt or something. Yeah, it's that's very a weird. Unless Photoshop is that good, it it does look out. He looks out of place to me. Right. The next picture that I'm going to put up is World Cup celebrations. And this photo comes from 1962, the World Cup, and it shows celebrations of the Brazilian team and they're lifting the trophy. And if you look close enough in the bottom center of the image, it looks like someone with a mobile phone snapping a photo of the event. Have you seen that one, Jay?
1: No, I. Ha- that's, that's one of the ones I haven't seen. I've seen the, the Hipster and a couple other things. But after this, I want to look that up. I'm actually very curious.
0: The next picture we have is the time-traveling Sunseeker. And this image is from 1943. And apparently it shows British factory workers escaping to the seaside for a break during the midst of wartime. And their clothes and beachwear of most people certainly fit the era. But in the center of frame appears to be a man dressed like Mr. Bean. And he's checking his mobile phone, or maybe a time traveler device. The next one is the Mohawk time traveler. And this image is from 1905 and appears to show the unusual happenings of the time, including workers and a banana boat delivering its goods. However, if you look near the edge of the boat, you're going to spy a man in a white shirt with what appears to be a Mohawk haircut. Punk rock
1: showed up there. A punk rocker jumped off the stage and he landed into a wormhole and just... He did. He did. Now, this one I know you know about. This is the film extra.
0: You've heard of this one and this film footage captured during the recording of a Charlie Chaplin's 1928 silent film, The Circus. And this appears to show a lady dressed all in black, wearing a hat and walking around the set, talking on her cell phone. Now, the footage is a little iffy as the idea anyone could be talking on a mobile device in the 1920s, but it's certainly got some suggesting that it might be proof of time travelers among us. I don't know. It does look weird to me. The outfit that the lady's wearing is very strange, too.
1: It's the gesture of holding a phone to your ear that is so new and to see it back then is like, that's the alarm. No, nobody was holding anything to their ear with a flat device back then.
0: Exactly. Now, I've heard theories that some people say it's one of those old timey hearing aids, you know, like the horns.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they, it, they would usually have the horn
0: exactly you would probably see the horn that just looks too it looks too strange to me right the next photo i have is the ancient astronaut sculpture and you've seen that that's in spain there's a cathedral with multiple sculptures carved into the sides and one sculpture appears to show the likeness of a modern day or perhaps futuristic astronaut and let me tell you i'm looking at this photo and it
1: does look like an astronaut even the helmet and everything it's uncanny it's not really that close If you'd shown that to somebody and said, hey, look what I carved. What does it look like? They'd go, oh, an astronaut.
0: And considering the cathedral's construction, it dated back to 1513. People have taken this as proof that time travelers made their way back to that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're saying the truth is is that it's a modern addition to the artwork carried out in 1992 during renovations. Then you've got the time traveling celebrities. So you've got, and I've seen many of these. Like, i have have you seen? Yeah, and some, of them,
1: some of them are just ridiculous. But some of them are like, that does look like them.
0: Yeah, like Nicolas Cage. That really looked like Nicolas Cage back in the war. I think it was like a, you know,
1: yeah, Civil War picture. Or, or he so. would be the one to, to be a time traveler, that dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would be. I'm looking at one that's supposed to be Jimmy Fallon. And it's Marxist, Leninist, revolutionary leader, Mahir Kayan, who was born in 1946 and died in 1972. The next one is called A Man and His Mobile Phone. And I think that's the big thing about all this, isn't it? That, that there's a lot of cell phones in these pictures. Right. And now, this is an oil painting by Peter de Hooch. It was crafted in 1670, and it appears to show a young man holding his mobile phone in an age where obviously such a thing would have seen him burnt at the stake. This one's hard to believe. The image also suggests the young man is a messenger, and there's a letter in his hand, not a phone, but it's still interesting to look at. It actually does look like a flip phone to me.
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: Then there's the Adidas trainers from The Mummy. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so a couple years ago, an ancient mummy was unearthed by archaeologists digging in Mongolia and at the time it was suggested that the funky looking footwear she was wearing it was a striking resemblance to Adidas trainers more evidence of a time traveler visiting ancient times we don't know but the body dated 1100 years old
1: the tomb wristwatch so in 2008 in southern china archaeologists dug up a 400 year old tomb from the ming dynasty and they were shocked to find a tiny little wristwatch and the back of it it says swiss and it looks exactly like a modern wristwatch and the time of it it has an actual time it's 10:06 as is the case with some of these things the tomb was not completely secure and it could have been broken into it wasn't completely sealed mm. so but could've... you said
0: it was miniature that's kind of strange
1: yeah it looked like a little like a like somebody took a wristwatch made it into a ring that you could wear, you know?
0: I don't even think I've ever seen that before.
1: It's crazy looking. If it's true, you know, I, I don't see any more proof than that, but it remains to be seen. Beautiful. I have the
0: time surfer here, and okay. this is another image that's out of place. And this image dates back over a hundred years and shows some smartly dressed Canadians sitting on the side of a hill. On the left-hand side, though, sits a young man in which appears to have a t-shirt and shorts with ruffled hair. He was quickly referred to as the surfing time traveler due to how unusual his attire is. He doesn't fit in there. Have you seen this one before? I have not. He doesn't fit in. A visitor to wartime Reykjavik. Now, this photograph apparently shows a scene from downtown Reykjavik in 1943 in the heart of wartime. Soldiers and sailors can be seen everywhere in the streets among the civilians. The man circled in the picture, though, appears to be on a mobile phone again. Greta Thunberg. In 2019, the internet discovered a photograph from 1898, which showed three children working at a gold mine in Canada's Yukon Territory. The image seemed to show a girl with an incredible likeness to the young climate activist Greta Thunberg. And it does look like her. It is really weird. you know. So they have a side by side with Greta in color and the young girl from 1898. And there is a big time likeness there.
1: I got to catch up on my time travel pictures. The theme on cell phones and time travelers, there's a 1995 Mike Tyson fight where you can see in the background somebody in the crowd holding up what looks like a cell phone. This is in 1995, and it it looks like an iPhone. But the thing is, something like this Tyson footage. Now, I'm just going to use video games. A Sega Genesis looks different in the U.S. than it does to one in England, to one in Brazil. Technology... In different areas of the world, you know, have different makes and models and different styles. They do Different aesthetics, yeah. Yeah, different aesthetics. So it could have been, you know, it could have been a magnifying glass that you just uh, was in a flat case or something. Who knows? But it's a little strange. I was making home movies back then, and the cameras were huge. You needed batteries. They were big and bulky. There was nothing that was flat and, and recording any kind of media. So that's a little... A little strange. That is
0: weird. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most famous urban legends about time travel is Billy Edward Albert Meyer and the Plagarians. Swiss-born Meyer, so the legend goes, was abducted by a race of aliens called the Plagarians, who decided to take him on a journey through time back in the 1970s. Now, he claimed that these friendly time-traveling aliens took him to prehistoric Earth, where he witnessed dinosaurs firsthand, as well as the ancient surface of Mars, while on Mars, so he claimed, he was introduced to Emmanuel, the actual Jesus. He claimed he had photographic evidence. However, his time traveling snaps turned out to be creatively decorated garbage lid with blurry images taken from contemporary books and TV shows.
1: Aww. I forgot to tell you something back. Yeah, time travelers the year twenty eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> if, if so this was video right now i would be blocked out and blurry you wouldn't see my head <laughs> you'd have pixels
0: all over yeah <laughs> yeah exactly back in the 1950s so the story goes a guy with mutton chop sideburns and victoria era duds mysteriously appeared from nowhere in the middle of times square the man looked startled according to eyewitnesses and was eventually run over by a car and killed when his body was searched, 19th century money was found, as well as documents dating back to 1876 that didn't appear to have aged a day. From these documents, the man's name was found Rudolph Fence. Attempts were made to track down his family, if he had any. Miss Rudolph was later tracked down, who just so happened to be the widow of Rudolph Fence Jr., the mysterious dead man's son. Rudolph Jr., so the story goes, recalls how his father simply disappeared one day in 1876 and never returned. Shortly after, it was discovered that the urban legend originated from 1950 short story by Jack Finney. And they went on to write sci-fi classics like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Time and Again. Oh, really? Yeah, that was from Finney. Yep. Oh, okay. Then there's the legend of the time traveler who made a killing on the stock market. This is another urban legend about time travel, the story of Andrew Carlson. Apparently, in 2002, an unknown investor called Andrew Carlson managed to turn $800 investment into $350 million by trading in high-risk stocks. He was arrested and later confessed he was a time traveler from the year 2256. Sadly, like many other legends on this list, this one is also not true. The tale first appeared in an entertainment site known for inventing crazy fictional stories and despite it being clearly fake the story still crops up from time to time i would do that i mean if i'm gonna go back you better believe i'm gonna be doing some investments
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> apple you better yeah. be ready i'm buying stocks as much stocks as i can afford
1: <laughs> apple google amazon have
0: yeah. you ever heard of the chronovisor no Okay, this is another urban legend about time travel, and it's uh, fantastical. It's called the chronovisor, and it's a device that the story says was invented by a Benedictine monk called Father Pellegrino Ernetti in Mm. 1950s. His invention was a form of magical television camera that can tune into times and places in the past. Apparently, the device was used to record footage of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, among other things. The device, as well as the footage, is recorded, and now apparently held within the vaults of the Vatican, never to be seen by the outside world. Of course.
1: Show it to me. I want to (laughs) see.
0: Well, I mean, I think they have Project Looking Glass, right? Have you heard of Project Looking Glass?
1: No. No, I haven't heard of
0: (sighs) it It's a government project where apparently they can look into this basically, ultimately, like a crystal ball and see events that are going to happen. Apparently there's a project looking glass. I don't Again, we don't, we don't oh. know. Then there's the interesting tale of the Royal air force commander, Robert Victor Goddard. I think you know about this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the story of a Royal air force commander, sir, Robert Victor Goddard. And he was flying over an abandoned RAF station in Scotland in 1935. And Goddard claims he experienced a time slip of some kind. Now the airfield had been decommissioned after world war one. And this is exactly what Goddard saw on his first Passover. However, on his return trip, he got waylaid in a storm and struggled to regain control. And when he did, the storm abated and Goddard was amazed to find that the airfield apparently in use with aircraft and even engineers milling around.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Seconds later, the storm reappeared and Goddard once again fought to keep control. He made it home safely, but later wrote about his experience in the 1970s book Flight Towards Reality. However the strange thing is is that the Drum airfield was indeed recommissioned in 1939 in preparation for the Second World
1: War. Yep. Yep. And the storm had mysterious yellow clouds that engulfed him. He noticed that some of the workers were wearing blue and not brown and that some of the planes were yellow and that's not how it was at the at his present time. And then of course a couple few years later he's like Look, there it is. Everybody's wearing blue. There's yellow planes. and Yeah. This urban legend is the man from Torrid. This takes place in Tokyo, 1954. Uh, a passenger is caught by customs. There's something off about him. So they spoke with him. He spoke mainly French, some Japanese. He said he was on a business trip. And he had a very official-looking passport, and on the front of his passport said Torrid. And inside were hundreds of stamps of all these places he'd gone to. And he'd been to Japan a couple of times before. And they asked him what this is. And he said, that's Torrid is where I'm from. That's my country. So they took him in a room. They whisked him back into a room. He had all sorts of credentials, money, his ID, and it was all from Torrid. And he was told to point at a map where his country was. And it was an area between France and Spain. And he said Torrid had been there for a thousand years. So what happened is the company he worked for didn't exist. He had no reservations at his hotel he claimed to have. And ultimately, they detained him and granted him a very nice swanky room on the sixth floor of a hotel. And they gave him room service. He took a nap. There were guards outside the door 24 hours a day. When government officials came to question him that night and they're knocking on the door, there's no answer. He completely disappeared. All his stuff and everything, he completely disappeared. And the only way would have been to go out the window, which was six stories, which would have been a little bit dicey to do. Ooh. So uh,
0: maybe another drain wormhole came in.
1: Yeah. Or he had some device on him, like in the movie They Live, there are aliens and stuff. And the aliens... And the humans who are friends with the aliens and cahoots with them, they have a wristwatch. And if they're ever in trouble, you just touch the wristwatch and you disappear. So maybe he had something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I have one other one here. It's more of a like a parallel dimension shift, but it's so interesting. So there is a woman, Lorena Garcia Gordo. This is takes place in March 2008. She's 41 years old. And she said she went through... The jump. So one day she woke up and noticed differences in her house. Her sheets were a different color, her bed sheets. Uh, her nightshirt that she was wearing was different than the one she wore the night before. She couldn't find her car, it was parked in an alley where her ex boyfriend used to uh, park it. So she goes to work. She works at an office. She's a, a pretty high up executive. And she goes to her office, and there's a strange man there in her place, and he claims he's always been there and that he knows her, but she works in a lower level of the office. His name tag was on the door, so it couldn't have happened that quickly you know. to yeah. professionally change your name tag and all that. So she checks the company webpage, and she is indeed listed in a different department. She didn't recognize her boss. The logo to her company was a different color and a different style. She calls in sick. She looks in her purse, and everything is in there as it normally would be, but her company ID is different, and it's the the position on the lower level. So she goes home. She's looking for other differences, and the clothes in her closet were different. There was a ton of nice clothes and different styles of clothes that she never remembered buying, and her ex-boyfriend's clothes were still in an area of the closet, as if they never broke up, because apparently he had an affair on her, and they split. This story takes place about a year later. Well, she thinks to herself, let me look up this ex-boyfriend. He's nowhere to be found. So then she thinks to look up the person that her boyfriend had the affair with. She's nowhere to be found. And that's the end of the story. She's stuck in this dimension. Just, just imagine waking up one day and everything's different.
0: Wow, that's like, it's like that. Bizarro World or yeah. like
1: Coraline sort of.
0: I think that might be more frightening than actually traveling back. Oh, time. yeah,
1: that's really strange. I wouldn't want that to happen.
0: That familiarity is the only comfort we have at times. Yeah. have a caller on the line hi caller what's your name and where are you calling from uh, hi this is cat and i'm calling from the living room hi cat hi, and Kat. Do you have you have a question for us uh yeah um it's for both of you guys what is your favorite time travel movie huh. thank you cat and uh have a great day you
1: too take care
0: jay you want to take this first i have a
1: bunch of them but i think we're in agreement that movies like back to the future bill and ted they kind of Lightly started bringing us into time travel stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up on The Time Machine and I read the book when I was a kid and just absolutely loved it. So, The Time Machine movie is fantastic. It won, you know, the Oscar for special effects. It's by the same director who made the original War of the Worlds. It's really, really excellent. But then there are some strange ones that people might have heard of, and a couple of them you might not have. There's one called Primer that I kept hearing about, and it's about some business people who put together a, a time machine in a storage room. You know, those rooms where you can rent out and you know, store your stuff. That's where they do all their time traveling. And it's very cool. They run into themselves and then it starts getting crazy where there are different timelines. It keeps piling up. It's a really cool idea and it's well worth seeing, but it's a little talky at times. And there's a lot of times where there's just minutes upon minutes of exposition dump. Could be a little too wordy, a little too in its own head, and you just want the story to kick in a bit at times. But it's very well done. It's very scientific. I think I think the scientist would like Primer the best. Predestination's a really cool one with uh, Ethan Hawk and Sarah Snook. That's one that I really like. I'd like to see that again. Definitely check that out. Looper. Loopers are really cool. I uh, liked Looper. Yeah. Looper's a really cool one. Cause the problem with, with time travel movies, when they keep it simple, it's fine. Like the Terminator, Kyle Reese goes back in time. The Terminator goes back in time. That's all the time traveling. But then when you start piling on different movies with different timelines and this and that, then it can get messy. So time travel movies, the simpler they are, the better. Because like I said, when you start piling things up, it gets way too, too messy. Um, too heady for too, sure yeah too heady donnie darko is sort of a, a little bit of a time tra- not necessarily time travel it's more of a dimensional thing and then there's one called mr nobody with uh jared leto that's uh, a big sprawling movie it's like two and a half hours but really well done big budget and um i remember thinking that one was really good those yeah. are some really good ones i mean i went for your basics i think when i was a kid
0: i saw time bandits Oh, which... i love that that was that was really fun and then of course i had to watch quantum leap as a television show because he was always bouncing around and i thought it was interesting because that was more of him bouncing into somebody right he was kind of taking on the persona of who was in that time right then of course we grew up with back to the future classic Mm -hmm. but i think my all-time favorite is army of darkness just because the comedy gold in there he's got his chainsaw chainsaw arm (laughs) If you go back in time with something like that, it's just going to blow up. You're going to be a god.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember seeing it at the movies. I loved it. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: If you could travel in time, would you go back or would you go forward into the future?
1: I do not want to see what the future holds. I do not want to see that. I'm going back. I want to see see something spectacular. And I think the Egyptian culture, when they're building the pyramids, with the tools they had at the time, I want to see that ingenuity in motion. I want to see it happening. I want to see it in its heyday. Ancient Egyptian culture is beautiful. Whenever I go to Museum of Modern Art, I'm always in that section. So I really would like to see. And it's so extensive. I would really like to see it in its heyday. And it you?
0: would be cool to see the vimanas. I think they're called, with the flying machines and things that they had. That would be a fascinating time to go. it'd be kind of a little scary too though i would think it'd be scary um, yeah you'd stand would be. right out i'm too irish to fit in <laughs> we
1: both would have passed out from the heat <laughs>
0: yeah we wouldn't have made it no <laughs> i'm like you i wouldn't go forward because it's that's scary just, it is scary and it seems like even if all these people claiming to be time travelers are fake it's still they all come back with really negative things you might hear yeah they cured cancer but everything else seems to be disastrous.
1: Right. right.
0: (laughs) So I don't know if I'd go too far back. I might want to just go back to my grandparents generation or my parents generation and just kind of be a fly on the wall and just see what that was like. Okay. I don't know. A lot of time travelers disguise themselves. Right. Um, What would you do if you were a time traveler and you had to make people believe that you were part of
1: that time? You would have to do something concrete. You would have to have some predictions that just aren't vague at all you know what i mean you'd have to let's say you pick two days march 8th and 9th and you say on march 8th this is going to happen on march 9th this is what's going to be in the news eight o'clock this is the headline nine o'clock is you'd have to be pretty concrete because there's so many people who claim to be time travelers that's muddying the waters for the real time travelers and you'd have to be very precise that's what i would want something precise yeah would you stay disguised yeah because i don't want you know men in black tackling me you know (laughs) right you're going back to area 52 and we're going to weaponize this thing if there
0: were such a thing as time travel i guess i can see why they get the pixelated faces and the
1: distorted voices if it's
0: legitimate i definitely would not want to be hunted
1: no no What, what would you do what if you were a time traveler and there was a a calamity an avoidable calamity that was going to befall our country in a month. How would you make people believe?
0: That's so hard because they're either going to think you're a quack or they're not going to listen at all. Social media, I guess, would have to be the way. Right. Then you'd look crazy, but you'd have to just keep banging it out on social media. Yeah. What are you going to walk into NBC, ABC, Fox News and be like, listen, this is going to happen because they'd have you arrested. Yeah. So now that I'm actually breaking it down, time travelers are kind of screwed.
1: Yeah. There's so much information in the world, real information, disinformation, that it's just so hard to, you know, if there really was a time traveler to sift it out and that it was real. You'd almost
0: have to have a trusted handler, you know, somebody that would be standing with you or come forward with you in testament that is of high distinction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only way. Yeah, you you nailed it. You got a good. You got you found an angle. We'd have to go to somebody like a scientist or a scholar or somebody of high distinction. We'd have we'd have to target them. You know, we have to.
0: (laughs) These are the things we think about, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, Jason's going to check out the technology of the alien times, the ancient Egyptian alien times.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna get hit, hit by a scorpion and a snake, and then. You know, thrown thrown on the line to carve the blocks, of the pyramid. Because
0: oh man, that was (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Forget it, man. Forget it. So, Becca, what do you know about the Philadelphia experiment?
0: Not too much. I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. I do think I know a name from there. Is it Al Balak? Balak something like that?
1: Yeah, he's apparently connected to that. I've heard of his time travels and time travels in the future and things like that, but. In terms of Philadelphia experiment, besides being an 80s movie with Michael Perret or whatever that dude's name was.
0: Right. Right.
1: uh, It's at the height of World War II. There's a a U.S. Navy shipyard in Philly. How this became known, there was two letters of unknown origin were sent to a UFO uh, researcher's house with the claims. And that's how we know about this. So the writer in those two notes claims an escort destroyer was rendered invisible and teleported to new york and back to philly and they did this by using mainly electromagnetism with large electrical generators and when they turned on the time machine a green mr fog encapsulated the ship and the ship faded away and then when it came back you saw the green fog when it came back to philly there were some problems Some of the sailors were fused with the ship. One sailor's hand was fused into the wall. And then there were claims of the torso of people coming out of the ship floor, different legs sticking out and things like that. And apparently some of the sailors went a little crazy. Um, It drove them crazy and they were uncontrollable. And interestingly enough, there are also reports of some sailors who would act like there was a dizzy spell happening to them, and they would fade in and out of reality. That is some Twilight Zone shit right there. I think if it is true, it sounds like it's too unstable to really do anything during the war effort, you know?
0: Right. Where does Al Belak or
1: whatever come into this? Apparently, I think he was on deck. And him, I think it was him and his brother. Maybe it was just him. But I I believe him and his brother jumped overboard into the green mist. And that's when they went to a different time uh, in the future. And then they got sent back. There's all these these claims. But apparently he was on the ship. He was one of the sailors. I'm going back in time, like Marty McFly.
0: Me too. Going back in time. We're
1: going to go to the peach tree dance and just chill out and have a Coca-Cola.
0: Yeah. (laughs) listen some chuck berry and have some fun
1: yeah man we'll get we'll see hendrix you know we'll see janice joplin we'll see all them i'm with you i'm going back let's go back (laughs)
0: let's go back yep i have some predictions from the future travelers i'm gonna go through some of these predictions
1: (laughs) interesting let's go it's
0: always so scary Before we go into the future predictions, we should talk about H.G. Wells and how spot on his predictions were that people actually thought he was a time traveler. Right. H.G. Wells spoke about tanks dozens of years before they were even used on battlefields. He talked about air warfare. So that was four years before the Italians first used them in war and nine years before the widespread use during World War I. Wells foresaw the deadly use of powered aircrafts against enemy nations. He talked about lasers. Lasers weren't invented until 1960, but Wells envisioned them more than 60 years earlier. The 1898 novel War of the Worlds. The Atomic Bomb. 1914, he wrote a book called The World Set Free. And that was 30 years before the Manhattan Project. Wells also revealed foresight regarding wireless communication methods. In the 1923 novel Men Like Gods, he describes technologies that sound very similar to voicemail and email. Virtual assistants, similar to Google Home and other voice-activated virtual assistants like Alexa, they can read you the news, the general intelligence machine carried out a similar function in the 1899 novel When the Sleeper Wakes. seven years before the Apollo 11 moon landing, in the 1969, Wells characters traveled to planetary satellite via the Kaveritt Sphere anti-gravity spaceship in the 1901 story, The First Men in the Moon. And then genetic engineering in his 1896 novel, The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> do you think he was maybe prophetic or do you think he could have possibly been a time traveler? Well, that, that added right to the mystery. That was great. <laughs>
1: That was H. T. Wells coming to visit me and telling me to shut up. He's like, get out in the car, I'm waiting for you. Said, shut up, you face. <laughs> I think H.G. Wells, he was just a genius. There was nobody writing ideas like that back then. I just can't believe I read The Invisible Man, War of the Worlds, Time Machine, all sorts of H. T. Wells novels. I love them. And he almost seems like a modern writer. I just think that the great minds can see into the future. Can piece together where, where we're heading, what they think will happen based on where they're at at the present time, the t- current technology. But yeah, his his stuff is very out there and it's and, and it hits a lot. There's a lot of things he, he hit upon.
0: Quite amazing, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's just a, he's one of the best ever. And he's a genius. And that's probably why. I don't think he's a time traveler.
0: No, I don't either. I think he's more prophetic in a way than anything. A Nostradam of sorts. See how that ties into our last episode.
1: (laughs) Right, right, exactly. This
0: this all is going to tie in because we have a time traveler from 2075 that warns Los Angeles will be destroyed. A time traveler from 2075 has come back to the past to let us know what to expect in the future. He warns that the city of Los Angeles will be destroyed in the year 2063. They got a little bit of time.
1: (laughs) A lot more time than I thought they had.
0: This guy's name is Casper. And he came back to 2019 to tell us what we can expect by 2075. And he talks about one of the items he's quick to point out on his agenda is that time travel will be made available to the public in 2028. Oh, that's like seven years away. Yes. At present, our government knows how to do this, but hasn't made the general public aware of it. In order to traverse through the generations, one must get a chip embedded in their wrist so that there is no need for a machine or a cumbersome vehicle like a TARDIS. As a society, we also need to prepare for first contact with aliens. Now, this is interesting because you have time travelers saying this, well, supposed, alleged, but you also have prophets from years of past speaking about this. They're definitely coming our way. According to Casper, their arrival will make us join forces globally. We will forget our differences with other cultures. This will result in us eventually having the same religion as well as the same language in the future because there will be no more barriers. And then if we ever wondered about becoming one with technology, that's on the way. 2075, everyone will start uploading their brains to the internet. And that's actually the most terrifying prediction, I think, right. so far. In some ways, the future sounds very utopian. I mean, diseases are under control, apparently. And this is pretty positive for the most part, but there are dire warnings. The City of Angels, according to express uk a great flood will destroy the city in 2063 putting it underwater like what is featured in john carpenter's escape from la this flood will be the result of a mega storm that's going to cause the city's many dams to overflow or a catastrophic earthquake again this goes back to nostradamus because he talked about the earthquake that's going to take out the new city in the west not only do we have time travelers we have the tiktok time travelers (laughs) yay now, I'm not on TikTok, are you?
1: No. I feel a little
0: behind in the times because everyone seems to be on it but me.
1: Yeah, no. But
0: there are some TikTok time travelers, and according to them, and their names are hilarious, 2028 man. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: He's saying Biden wins the presidential election and we're all going to die. Okay. Uh um, Claims that he's from 2028 and he's seen America's future. And he's got a handful of others that were sent back to 2020 to change things. He references the start of a great collapse. Well, that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to result in 90% of the population dying. Ooh, that sucks. And says the 2020 election ends with Biden winning and Trump having to be removed from office. Well, he kind of hit that. On TikTok, he goes by 2028 man and he claims that he's a time traveler with extension time traveler videos on YouTube. People, usually men, declare they're here from some future date. Yeah, you don't really hear about women very often do you
1: No because men have this crazy thing called testosterone which makes them serial killers and time travelers <laughs> It's true Yeah it's true <laughs> Yeah apparently there are no chick time travelers at all you know <laughs> Ugh. Just... So he's, he
0: he made some predictions saying Hurricane Kyle is going to hit Houston on August 10th and it's going to be more devastating than Katrina COVID-19 would be gone by June I'll take it But another alleged time traveler came in and he's 2029, man. And he says he was sent back to 2020 from you guessed it, 2029.
1: How original. his
0: script is very similar. He references the Great Collapse, also referenced in role playing game The Elder Scrolls. I don't know what that is. And claims the 2020 election ends with Trump being forcibly removed. His predictions are more rooted in pop culture, says Lil Uzi Vert. (laughs) I don't know who that is, but they will be exposed as an alien. There's 2028 man and 2029 man and apparently they're having like turf wars and they're calling each other out in videos and their are TikToks. Now you've got all these people coming forward with their similar accounts of 2025 man, 2027 man, 2039, 2044, 2030. Some of them are mocking them and others are parroting predictions. So there is a 2028 woman who reveals she's also a time traveler and there are no men left after the great collapse. (laughs) That might not be a bad thing. You can't even make this up. Yeah. (laughs) I have a question for you, Jason, because maybe you could explain it to me. I hear about it all the time. I've seen it on movies, but I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. What is the grandfather paradox?
1: It's a paradox of time travel in which inconsistencies we present. By changing the past. So a traveler goes back in time. I go back in time. And I go hang out with my grandfather. And I kill him. I kill my grandfather. That's the paradox. How can I go back in time and kill him? When I kill him, he will not birth my mother or father, which will birth me, who will go back in time and kill him. It's this circle of inconsistency. Uh, Like who
0: came first, the chicken or the egg?
1: Yeah, that's the little paradox there in time travel.
0: You hear these things like people that travel in time have to deal with radiation. People that travel in time can only go backwards in time. They can't go forward. Which would explain why we have these 2029 man coming back to 2020 and not going forward.
1: Yeah, that's what some Uh, scientists have said, that they think time travel is possible, but only to the past. You need nerves of steel. You know yeah i don't know if i'd be a time traveler i, I don't have nerves of steel like that i'd be like i'm, I'm a time, time traveler. traveler i'm,
0: I'm from, from the, the future. future i know i would be too i'd be wielding power left and look yeah. at my cell phone everyone
1: yeah they'd all go Ooh, and start <laughs> worshiping us and you know there'd be paintings about us and everything holding cell phones
0: <laughs> there would be
1: <laughs> yeah
0: what do you think about The Simpsons creator being a time traveler?
1: It's just, it's pre- pretty interesting. Every time I look at Yahoo or the news or something, I always see an article, The Simpsons have done it again, and he predicted something else. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he seems, the creator seem to be hitting on things.
0: wonder if they're in, into Project Looking Glass, because it's uncanny, some of the, the things that people find, and they pull out. Right. 1994, before we could even play the 1997 game Snake on the brick phone. Remember Snake? Yeah. The Simpson had autocorrect messing up people's messages, and that was predicted in '94, and it came true in 2007. Wow. Uh, the Siegfried and Roy tiger attack in 2003. Yeah. Where two performers were famous for their shows. They predicted in 1993 that they would turn on them, and in 2003 it happened. FaceTime. They predicted in '95. It didn't come through till 2010. Faulty voter machines, campaign of 2008. Homer Simpson tries to vote for Obama, but the machine records his vote for McCain. Okay. The campaign between Obama and Mitt Romney in 2012, there was footage that was discovered of voter machines that were recording votes for a certain delegate, despite the majority voting for someone else. The whole NSA spying scandal, before it was revealed, the government was watching all of our activity. The Simpsons movie had an NSA listening in on conversations in 2007. And again, 2013, it was revealed. Smartwatches were predicted in 95, and they didn't come in until 2014, Right. This is all of the Simpsons predictions. The Ebola outbreak was predicted in 1997, 2014 rolls around and Ebola became the pandemic of global attention. Yeah, The whole corruption in the FIFA industry, the show predicted in 2014, one year later in 2015, the real world FIFA corruption was brought to light. Is it FIFA, FIFA? FIFA, mm. yeah. Okay. The financial problems in Greece in 2012 was predicted on the news channel Headbutt saying that Europe, put Greece on eBay. Disney's takeover of Fox was predicted in '98, with a giant 20th Century Fox sign listing as a division of Walt Disney Co. And lo and behold, in 2017,
1: Disney buys Fox for 52 billion. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. Smartwatches, you know, Dick Tracy they had smartwatches and not, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and things. There are some things that you can kind of see, but then there are these really specific things that they come up with. I never would have thought that. And I follow the movie business. I never would have thought that.
0: Three Super Bowls, 92 to 94, the Simpsons accurately predicted the winner of the Super Bowl games. Okay. In 2000, they predicted Trump running for president. They even had the red tie and him waving as he goes down the escalator. I'm sure you saw that on social media. Yeah. It was predicted. And then in 2016, he runs for president. The London Shard, a beautiful, visible building from the top of the London eye. It was built in 2009, but in 1995, on Lisa's trip to London, there's a building that looks exactly the same in the same location. Hmm. And here's the doozy, the God Particle, the equation that outlines how the universe was created. In 98, the episode on the show of The Simpsons featured Homer Simpson taking on a new persona as an inventor. And the show had him writing on a chalkboard like Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. And Homer was writing what looked like very fancy scientific equation on the board. And 14 years later, in 2012, scientists confirmed that, yeah, that's actually the model of how the universe was created. What? Yeah. And this one's debated. It is crazy. So 9-11, the terrorist attack of 2001. An advertisement poster in the show's background of the episode showed a special discount for travel to New York with the Twin Towers highlighted. And the rooms were costing $9. The kicker is that the nine was right next to the towers. Oh, right. Predicted in 97 and happened in 2001. They could have had $10 hotel rooms and they put it as nine. So that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: And then recently it was found out that the show also depicted coronavirus and Tom Hanks quarantine. In 1993, the show depicted a package from Osaka, Japan, giving everyone a very contagious disease. Furthermore, they predicted the country's lockdown. That's the episode with the NSA prediction. And there was a biodome around the show's central location, Springfield, designed to lock the citizens in. And Simpsons escaped and the prediction of the NSA spying. Well, Tom Hanks Quarantine 2007, they had Tom Hanks on the show claiming that this is Tom Hanks saying that if you see me, leave me be in the Simpsons movie. He was in quarantine in real life and on a lighter note, sent him the Wilson volleyball from the castaway to keep him company. One prediction to come true is probably just coincidence, but I mean, these are kind of mildly concerning, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm almost thinking if I was the government, I'd be calling up and going, bring the Simpsons creators over here to me. (laughs) We're talking about the Simpsons being prophetic, and I'm going to go back to Twilight Zone like I did last episode, because I just think it's the greatest. Whenever we start talking about prophecies or time travel, it always ends up going back to Twilight Zone. So there, there are three episodes to check out if you listen to this episode of to the spirit and you want to have a little fun twilight zone has some cool episodes that sort of refer to some of the stuff we've been talking about one of them is called walking distance it's about a man uh middle-aged man who drives back to his hometown and when he stops off for gas or i think he goes to like an ice cream shop the ice cream is still really cheap he doesn't understand it now, this is on the outside of his town. Then he goes to the town, and it's the same exact town when he was a kid. He actually sees himself as a kid, and he interacts with them, and something something happens that sort of affects his future. Another one, which is really cool, this Twilight Zone kind of reminds me of the Lorena Garcia story we were talking about. It's called A World of Difference, where a man's at his desk. You know, he's a married man, but happily married. He has kids. All of a he hears, cut, and the lights go down, and the set is removed, and his it's like he's living in a movie. It's like he jumped up to a parallel dimension where his life is a movie, and he tries to get back to his former life. The last one is a little corny, but it's a time travel episode. It's with Buster Keaton, and it's called Once Upon a Time, and it's just about this janitor who hates how expensive everything is in you know the late 1800s. And he works for a professor and his professor made a time helmet with like lights and bulbs and everything. And, you know, the first part of this is told as if it's a silent film. So there's no dialogue. And then when he, he puts on the time helmet and goes to 1960, then it's dialogue and the film looks of the time, but he ends up hating 1960 as well. And he goes back. And some other things happen. So if you're interested in the stuff we've been talking about, go to Netflix, look at Walking Distance, A World of of Difference, and Once Upon a Time, and uh, The Twilight Zone will do it up for you. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: I want to thank you, Jason, for being my guest co-host with the most. That's (laughs) right. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at to the spirit at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, and I'll go ahead and post all those time travel photos for you to take a look at. So you don't have to dig through the internet. I do all the dirty work for you. And I'll leave you with this again, just like prophecy and time travel. If you want to know the future, go to the Simpsons. Exactly. Thanks everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. To the spirit. Podcast. Supernatural science. The I'm ghost, ghost, ghost,
1: Psychic. Mystic.
0: Spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic.